All right, let's go to chapter 3. Chapter 3 in our books, I want us to talk about, because on last on Wednesday, last Wednesday, Brother Hagen covered quite a bit of that ground, and, and we watched the video up until this, and I want to just pick up a little bit, because uh, he finished up talking about being seated. Remember that? How many remember about being seated with Christ? Remember that? Okay. So what we're going to do, if you'll turn with me to almost the last page, and that's page 22. So this is where our guide or our outline will, will find ourselves on page 22. And, and what we want to look at is maintaining balance. I want to talk to you about that because, see, we as believers, we have authority, but I, I believe in balance. How many believe in balance? You know what I mean? I know that, that I think, I don't know if it was Betty or Holly or somebody was teasing me. We were talking about the flowers even outside and how I like to have balance. You know, and, and so we were talking about putting out the flowers, and then, and then you look, you step back, and you go, oh, that doesn't look right, because on one corner may have a little bit, of, a little extra than on the other corner. So I'm like, that's not balance. What? What? Okay, thank you. But I, I believe in balance. Balance. So I believe, I believe we should have balance in everything. You say, well, that's just flowers. But you know what? If we began to think about balance, not just in flowers, but balance in every area of our lives, it really will transcend or it runs parallel to having balance in our spiritual lives. We should have balance all the time and maintain it. Maintain balance. Why are you talking about balance? Because see, for the believer and having authority, a lot of times what happens as we look on page 22, notice this. I want you to see because it's talking about Paul. And we're going to just look at this together, and then we're going to have you weigh in and give me some input as we go along. But notice it says the Holy Spirit did what prayed through Paul. You see that? That we all might have wisdom. So aren't you glad about that? That the Lord wants us to have wisdom. What else does it say? Understanding and what? Authority over Demonic power. See, that's balance. And what happens a lot of times in the church, we don't know that. We don't know. I mean, say, yeah, thank God for wisdom and thank God for understanding. But we don't realize that we have authority over the devil. We have been given authority. Now, I will tell you, though, some things that we're going to share about and where, where, the, where sometimes we leave the body of Christ, some part, members in the body of Christ are kind of left on the, on the sidelines because not understanding what Jesus did and what that means for us when he died on the cross, when he defeated the devil. Now, here's what it says here as we continue to read. It said, it seems like, do you see that there? It seems like about the second paragraph under maintaining balance. It seems like it's the most difficult thing in the world for the church to stay balanced. Do you know that we can get off? This is what we call, as we were taught in school, and how that a person can get into the ditch on one side. In other words, if you deal with a subject, and see any subject, really, if, even if you talk about prosperity, even if you talk, you know, even dealing with healing, what happens is this, is, is people can get way over here into the ditch. Let's just deal with prosperity. And they go, oh, man, that church, that's all they talk about is prosperity. That's all they talk is about money. Well, see, they're thinking that, that first of all, they don't understand what prosperity is. Okay. And prosperity is in every area of our lives. But you will have some who will get over into the ditch, and that's all they talk about is what? Money. So that means that they don't understand they, being those who do that, what prosperity includes, you see. And so prosperity in its purest sense is really God is wants us to move ahead. He wants us to move forward. See, that's what, when you prosper in a thing, you're moving ahead. You're moving forward. You're not just standing still. And that's the whole idea. You're advancing. You see, that's what prosperity is. Now, who can stand for a little bit of advancing? We all can. 
But sometimes what we do, that word prosperity takes on a really a negative connotation. And when it takes on the negative connotation, oh, I don't want to have nothing to do with that church. Um, I don't have nothing to do with that person, you see. And what happens is to their own fault, they'll stay over on this side of the ditch, you see, and not try to get over into the middle. Everybody say stay in the middle. See, and we should stay in the middle. But then on the other hand, you have somebody that says, oh, man, that prosperity stuff is not for today. And they're way over on this side. And then guess what? They just continue to live in lack. They continue to live in just barely getting along. You see, just barely getting by. Well, that's not God's will either. But they'll stay here because there's a lack of understanding and wisdom when it comes to the, to, to the subject of prosperity. Well, the same thing happens with authority. What happens is some people, they're, they, they, they're either on one side of the ditch or they're on the other side. But we want to teach you here at Faith Christian Family Church how important it is to stay balanced and maintain balance as a church and as a people and as an individual when it comes to believing the word of God. So let's go on. Let's go on. All right. And so, as we said, stay balanced. Now, any subject I talked about, but you know what the best place that you can stay in when you're dealing with the things of God? Can I tell you what that place is called? The middle of the road. Just stay in the middle of the road. Just stay in the middle of the road. Just tell everybody. They go, man, and, and I know I'll hear conversations sometimes and come upon, you know, people talking, believers talking about this and that, and then you get, they get, wait, they get kind of out there, and someone's like, what are you talking about, man? I don't believe like that, you know. And they say, what do you think, man? I say, man, stay in the middle of the road. Just stay in the middle of the road. And I walk away, drink my coffee, middle of the road. Okay, that's all I tell them. That's all you need. Don't go any further than that. Let's turn to John 14, 12. I want you all of us to look at this and take a glance and understand as, we turn, as we're turning there what, what we mean by staying in the middle of the road. There's always, you know what? When you come to church or when you, in the things of God and in the things that are not of God, unfortunately, there's going to be excess. Everybody say excess. And so when you see excess, that's okay. It's just excess. You know, we, we've been taught, hey, man, we'd rather have a little bit of wildfire, you know, because there's always going to be enough wet blankets around to try to put the fire out, you see. So it's nothing wrong with having a little bit of wildfire. But you just can't stay there all the time. Come on. Then you're not balanced. Are you right? Okay, so we want to stay balanced. Listen to this on page 23. I like this. And, and, and Brother Hagan is commenting on this. John Alexander Dowie. He's a, he is a Scotsman who received the revelation about divine healing. And he says, while ministering, it says, uh, before the turn of the century, he was in Australia on page 23. It says he would cross the ocean many times during his lifetime. And he encountered many storms. So imagine storms coming up, storms coming up. And it says, but he said, every time a storm came up, a storm came up, this is what he did. He said, he did what Jesus did. Wow, I like that. What did he do? It says he rebuked the storm, and, what, and it always ceased. So let's talk about us. It could be a physical storm. It could be, I mean, something very meaningful, emotional, or anything going on in our lives. And a storm comes up. You know what we should do? The same thing that Jesus did. What should we do? Rebuke the storm. You see, that's staying balanced. That's what we mean by being in the middle of the road. Okay? What would be something then? Let's talk about storms of life. And just think about, just, just imagine with me, because let's, let's talk about being on one side of the ditch and on the other, okay? So either side you pick is fine. But what would be some great examples of people who are not in the middle of the road when it comes to dealing with storms of life? Someone, any, just throw out any, anything. Either side, tell me which side, you know, for, for the, the, on the ditch of, of like negative and also in the ditch even on the positive side, okay? Any ideas? Help me out. 
Wow. Okay, but it's on, it's on one side of either side. Okay, all right, someone else. Just we're talking about storms of life. It could be any storm that people go through. It could be financial storms. It could be healing storms. It could be, wow, people, whoa, you know, because you did me wrong. Now I don't trust people. What? I mean, that one person did you wrong. Did the whole world do you wrong? But what happens is now we don't want to deal with people. Is that, you know, go ahead. Mm. That's good. Yeah. So just being, uh, you know, in the ditch on one side. How many have ever been in a conversation, and I'll give you an opportunity, you may be thinking, give me some time to think about some things. Have ever been in a conversation or been part of or walked by a conversation or sitting around your desk or anywhere in places like that where you're hearing someone talk about trying to have a discussion, uh, 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 any type of discussion about the Bible, and, 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 and you hear like, wow, that is so off. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, right? You see what I mean? And so we classify that as being in, on one side of the ditch or the other, you see, right? So sometimes we hear this discussions. What are some of the things that you hear? Anything. We talked about healing. We talked about, you know, man, they get this warped view of what church is all about or what the Bible is all about because sometimes they're listening to pastors or leaders or teachers who are not balanced, right? Anything, anybody else with some ideas, thoughts? That is really, really huge in the body of Christ, too, you see, not just outside. That there people are like, you know, what's the use or, or you know, I'm not going to do this. God, God doesn't love me. You know, how could he love me? God has forgiven me. Yeah, yeah, it's too late. So that's way over. That's almost to the point where there's no help. But we know that's not true. Right? Okay. So that's, again, instead of being in the middle of the road, we got on one side of the ditch or the other, right? And see, and this is what we really want to point out to us, that we have authority. You have something else you want to share? Yeah. Um, people who try to pick loved ones when they die. And they've been believing God and trusting the word. And the person still dies. And they say they're just a Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, and because because of the results of what has happened in that individual's life and coming to that, you know, conclusion, and so we have to understand that it's real for people, it's, it's, I mean, it's just real for them, and this is what we have to work with and deal with, you know, it's just like forgiveness, you know, we can be on one side of the ditch and, you know, like, nope, I'm not going to ever forgive them. Because of what they've done to me. There's a lot of things going on there. And and in the middle of the road would be what? To do what the Bible says. Right? Which be which would be what? To forgive. You see? And and it's like, nope, I don't care. Doesn't matter. I'm not gonna ever forgive them. Not realizing that if you don't forgive them, God's not gonna forgive you. Wow. So you better get to the middle of the road. See? And so that's where we want to live a balanced life. I wanna, I w my goal is to help us to understand that we can live a balanced life. And understanding this, you and I can do greater works. So let's look at that. Someone read John 14, 12. I want to hear a few other translations as we go along. Let us know what translation you have. That's how we do it. And then, uh, then we'll comment on it, and you can as well. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 12. Mm-hmm. 
this up before we go forward, is that, remember we're talking about here, John Alexander Dowie prays, and, and he's speaking to, to the storm. And listen, you know, whatever Jesus did, we have the authority that we can do in Jesus' name. And that's what the Scriptures is telling you right here, as you see this. But it says, greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. You know what? He's talking about you. He's talking about me, that we can do greater works. But sometimes we can get caught, man, what is the greater works? How about this? Why don't we just do the works and let the greater works continue to come? You see what I'm saying? Some are not even doing the works. But we're, man, greater works. Well, I want to do greater works. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm waiting for the greater works. No. Now, how about doing the works so you can do the greater works? That's all I'm saying. Okay. But as we study, here's what I want you to see in the bottom of page 23, the bottom paragraph, last paragraph, it says, as we study the word of God, teaches and educates our spirits. Isn't that important? See, this is what I want you to see. Anytime we come together, we open up our Bibles, we study the Word, this is what should happen. Every time the Word of God is taught, it teaches and educates our spirits about the authority of the believer. You and I have authority. Now, I can tell you what, if we fill our minds with garbage and we see there's a plenty of garbage on TV, especially demonic stuff, you know, there's all this movie coming out and all that movie coming out, and oh, my goodness. And then if you watch that, you would think the devil has so much authority, you see, and you're like, oh, my gosh, and then people start acting like they're afraid. You know, I'm talking about believers, even some believers, and what happens is because they're opening up themselves to these things, come on, to these spiritual things, demonic things, evil things, not realizing that, hey, wait a minute, man, you have authority over that and, and uh, over the devil. And so we're, so by, it's almost to me, it's like, why go and watch the devil, you know, just act stupid. Amen. Think about that. I mean, just act a complete fool. And then we sit up there as believers go, wow, that's crazy. No, it's crazy because you're watching it. You know, it's crazy. You know, then all of a sudden we leave. Now, 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 now listen, until we have light, some, we don't have light and understand how important it is to not fill our hearts and our spirits with that stuff that I'm telling you right now, that I didn't know any better. And I did a long time ago because you know, my friends were going to the movies and stuff like that. I went to the movies, you know, and I'm like, okay. And then, I mean, I remember time I went to see The Exorcist. Or went to see, I don't know what that is. It's years ago. It was in high school, so it's years ago. Okay, so but anyways, I know. Anyways, years ago. And, and, and the omen and all this stuff like that. And I was like, man. But I can tell you, I told you the story before. And we set ourselves up for it. So my friends, I'm thinking, okay, at that time I didn't have a car, so I'm, I was trying to get a ride. And I missed my ride, so I said, I'll just meet y'all at the movie. I don't know if they went to the wrong movie. I went to the wrong movie. But when I said, okay, when the movie comes up, we'll just all meet up, go get something to eat. Well, they weren't there. And I sat through that movie, The Omen, by myself. I had to go home at night by myself. And on the way home, I had to walk by many graveyards by myself. Can you imagine my mind? And I'm hearing the wind blowing. And I think I'm hearing footsteps. Come on, man. Now I'm running. What? For what? What is that? All the stuff in my mind. That's what happens when you start filling your mind with that junk, Right? I'm telling you, we open ourselves up to that. And then at times you go home and people go, whoa, man, I heard something, you know. But I can tell you what happens is, is, is you continue to watch that. 
you continue to allow to open up what I would say either your eye gate, your ear gate to that mess, man, then you start having manifestations because you're giving the enemy place. Uh-oh. And now you say, well, what do you mean? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of things. Well, I'm not going to go into all this, in, but maybe I should, but, but I won't right now. But, but what happens is there's stuff happens in homes. There's stuff, stuff happens with kids. All of a sudden, man, everything was, was great and wonderful. Now, all of a sudden, why did all this weird stuff is going on? You know, things, I'm, I'm telling you, all this crazy activity is going on. And then you come to find out, sometimes you don't realize it is, man, you know, so-and-so, been staying up at night watching all these movies and stuff, and, and they're afraid. And then, then they go to bed, kids go, I, they come in and say, I can't go to sleep. Why not? I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? Well, uh, uh, something's under my bed. Well, wait a minute. I'm looking at under your bed. But then they'll tell you, well, I was watching that movie last night. Oh, I was watching a movie last week. Come on now, I'm telling you. And then they're just get afraid. It's fear. And that's what the enemy is feeding on. So I'm saying that, that's just movies. But do you also know that the enemy would try to propagate fear in the hearts of the believer when it comes, when it comes to who we are knowing our authority in Christ? That's what he'll do. You see, and that's why we have to know who we are. We have to know what belongs to us and not open the door. And understand this, that it's not just a cliche, but it's Bible that the devil is under your feet. And he is. And we're going to show you tonight with a few scriptures so that you'll walk in your authority. Say, walk in my authority. All right. That's what we're going to just cover just a little ground tonight. All right. So let's go on. And um, I talked about the results. Now let's go to chapter 4. Chapter 4. We're flipping there. We just finished through. Uh, this is talking about breaking the power of the devil. Ooh, I like that. Breaking the power of the devil. So we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 6. So let's turn there together, and we're going to get some light in this area of scriptures and, uh, so that we understand what's going on. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, and we'll get some readers that will help us with that. We're also going to be reading Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. Man, I tell you what, this is so powerful that you understand that you have authority to break the power of the devil. Every one of you, as a believer, you're a believer. You have the authority in Jesus' name. Well, who has Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12? Someone read that for us. Go ahead, Linda. Wow. All right. Now, I want you to look together with me in your book in chapter 4. The middle paragraph says this. The word of God teaches us that these evil spirits are fallen angels who have been dethroned by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's good news. They've been dethroned, first of all, all right? Then it says, our contact. I put it this way. We're talking about our contact or our mindset. Everybody say with me, mindset. mindset. Okay. Our mindset should be this, or contact. It says, it says, with these demons should be with the knowledge that Jesus defeated them, spoiled them, and put them to naught. Nothing, but I wanted to hear what you have in Colossians 2.15. So anytime the enemy tries to stick his ugly head up, those are the three things I want you uh, to really get a hold of. First of all, Jesus defeated the devil. I mean, defeated him. He's not a, a big bully. That's all he is. And Jesus defeated him. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. He spoiled them, all right, and he put them to naught. But I am so excited about hearing what you have out of, out, of, uh, out of your translation. Someone read that for us. Verse 15, Colossians 2. Different translations, please. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I like that. Man, but are you hearing? He stripped them. Jesus stripped them of their authority and their power, right? Dethroned them. What did yours say? Disarmed them. And if you disarm someone, what does that mean? Taking away their power. Come on. I mean, he has, so you have to see that the enemy has been disarmed. The enemy has been stripped naked, nothing. I mean, in the streets, shameful, walking down the street, you know what I'm saying? But you know what? But if you don't know that, you would think that he's bold and strong and able to come in and do whatever he wants to do to defeat the believer anytime he wants to because we don't know our Bible, because we don't know our authority. See, he's been defeated. Now, you can't give him place. Everybody say, I can't give him place and try to put him on the run. Oh, man, you know we can't do that, right? Now, let me give you a little history. It's right here in front of you. Let's talk about Adam. Adam's treason. What was that? What was Adam's treason all about? Why is it so important for us to understand that when God created man, created Adam, he gave him authority, and Adam did something with that authority. But then the second Adam came and did something as well. But let's just look at this together. Originally, it says here in verse, uh, on page 25, originally God made the earth and the fullness thereof giving Adam dominion. Everybody say dominion. But notice this, he had dominion over all the works of his hands, not just some. He had dominion over all the works of his hands. It goes on and says this, in other words, Adam was the God of this world. It says little g, but the God of this world. That's where Adam, that's the position that God placed Adam in. But notice as we continue reading what happened, Adam committed high treason, in other words, and sold out. To Satan, you see that. Now, why does it say Adam did? It doesn't say authority, all right, because he spoke to Adam. He gave Adam authority. Now, we can also, though, say this. Even though he gave Adam authority and that even though uh, Eve wasn't there, but Adam should have communicated also the authority that God gave to Adam. So now you have implied authority, you see. But originally, but originally, if I say originally, the instructions was given to man. The instructions was given to Adam. Adam, I'm giving you this authority. And you can see that in the very beginning of Genesis. When, when he began, after he created him, and he began to tell him, you know, that this, you know, name this and name that, and you have all authority and have dominion, take dominion. And he's given him all this authority. Now, let's continue. Let's continue. It says, and Adam committed high treason and sold out to Satan. And Satan, notice this, through Adam. Notice how he went through Adam became the God of this world. So in other words, what Adam did by committing high treason, he said, here, now you have the authority. That's what he did. All right? And then it goes on and says this. Says this. Now, Adam didn't have the moral right to commit treason, but what did he have? He had the legal right because legally God gave him the right and the authority, the legal right. But here's what I like. This will continue. Listen to this. Now, Satan has a right to be here. So we have to understand. Sometimes people say, man, why is all this stuff happening? Why are some of these things happening? And all this is evil and all this is in the world. Listen, he has a right. We may not like it, but he has a right because of what Adam did. 
But see, we have to be enlightened as believers and say, okay, I understand that. But as we continue to read the rest of the story, we understand that we've been given authority over him. Praise God. Regardless of what authority he has, we've been given, or right he has, we've been given authority over him. Man, that's good. And it goes on and says this. Now, Satan has a right to be here and be the God of this world until Adam's lease runs out. But sa listen, Satan had the right to rule over us, listen to this, until we became new, cre new creations or new creatures in Christ Jesus. So once you become born again, guess what? He has no longer has a right to rule over you. Amen. He doesn't. Because you are no longer, listen, you're, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And you have become born again. You've become new creations in Christ Jesus. And so therefore, we're new creatures. And it goes on and says this, and go into the body of Christ as, as we look in Colossians chapter 1. So let's go there. Let's look at this. Because you and I now, we have to see ourselves as new creations, uh, creatures in Christ Jesus. And I know that says over in 2 Corinthians 5.17. But let's see what it says in Colossians chapter 1. Verses 12 through 13, we're talking about authority. Everybody say authority. authority. All right. So someone read that for us, uh, both, both verses, 12 and 13, in your translation. Let us know what it is. What do we say? I want us to look at the scripture and break the scripture down and tell me what do you see? Because I want you to understand this, that we have authority. Say, I have authority. And you, you and I became new creatures in Christ Jesus. But looking at this verse, understand what does this verse mean to you? Let's break it down, and therefore we understand why we have authority. It's good to know that we've been given, but why we have authority or what took place to give us that authority. What does the Scripture say? Let's just look at the Scripture. What does it tell you? What is it saying? What did God do? It's good. So we dominate. All right. Anybody else want to weigh in on this, what you've got out of this, this verses, these verses? I mean, it's just whatever, whatever you see there. Because I want us to understand, we have to get this down on the inside of us. First of all, it's saying we can give thanks. I mean, just as we see it, we can give thanks. Why? Well, because guess what? He's delivered you. So we can give thanks unto the Father because we have been delivered. Wow. And as Betty was saying, we've been delivered. We have been given, uh, uh, delivered from, from the power of darkness. So that is so huge to understand this as a believer. I'm talking about a believer. So what about a non-believer? No, darkness. darkness. So I'm talking believers. That's what it says. Once you accept Jesus. As your Savior, as your Lord, you become new creatures in Christ Jesus. It takes on a whole nother. Listen, you become made brand new, and now you're submitting yourself to the lordship of Jesus Christ and no longer the lordship of the devil. And so now what took place, what happened by us confessing our sins, by us inviting Jesus in into our hearts, into our lives, by us believing, listen, and, and, and speaking and confessing according to scriptures, Romans 10, 9 and 10, tells us that, what, that we have to do what? Believe with our hearts and what else? And confess with our mouths. Notice what takes place. That you and I have been delivered from the power of darkness. The power of darkness no longer has a hold on you. Man, we've been set free. We're free. 
Praise God. We're free now to walk in our authority that we've been given. Let's say it this way. Let's go back now. Let's go backwards. We have been given the authority, the freedom to walk in the authority that Adam was given in the very beginning. He was. We have authority now over the devil. The Bible says that we can decree a thing. We speak it. We decree it. We call those things which be not as though they were. Man, that's authority. We claim it. We, we, we get a hold of God's word, and his word works for us. You see, because we have authority. So you and I have been delivered. Say, I've been delivered. Man, that means we have been delivered from the power of the devil. There's no more shackles. Come on. Aren't, there's no, I mean, we don't have to be in prison. The doors are open. We have been set free. Praise God. I like that. We've been set free. But how do we know that? See, as a believer, you have to know it because there still are believers who don't understand and don't realize what happened when they said yes to Jesus and what place, what took place as far as from the power of darkness translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You and I are victorious, not because of what we've done. It's because of what we received, but it's because of what Jesus did. You have authority over the devil. He no longer, no longer has a right to rule, listen, over or in your life unless you give it to him. Just like Adam did. Wow. So why do we say, wait a minute. How come a believer, how come these things happen to believers and then all of a sudden it seems like, man, how come these things are going on in their life? And a lot of times you don't know what's happening. You see what I'm saying? How come it seems like they always go from chaos to chaos and issues to issues? And the question is, what are they doing with their lives? What have they done with their authority? Ooh, are you catching this? See? Because what happens is this, that you've been set free. It's like Paul said to, to the Galatians. When he came preaching grace, and when he came back to the church and he noticed that, wait a minute, I spent hours with you. I've taught you the importance of grace. I've taught you about Jesus coming and his coming, how it sets you free from the bondage. Listen, dealing with the law and how the law places you in bondage and you've been set free. Now he comes back, goes on one of his journeys. He comes back and they've been, wrought, they've been brought right back in under the law because they listened to those who didn't believe what Paul ministered. And he said, oh, don't believe that grace stuff. Don't believe that, that Messiah stuff. That's what they were saying. And the next thing you know, they've been brought right back under the law. And, and actually, I love what Paul said. He didn't say just what happened to you. You know what he said? Who has what? Bewitched you. Who has tricked you? Notice the terminology. Who has bewitched you? And so I'm telling you what happens with believers. People say, man, I don't understand how that person's a believer. Yeah. But listen, you cannot open the door up to the enemy and just do what you want to do and thinking you're going to have power. I'm telling you. Do you remember what happened to those sons of Sceva, seven sons of Sceva when they went in there and trying to cast the devil out? Anybody know what happened? You read that before? They got beat up. And run off by the devil. They didn't have, listen, they didn't understand their authority. They, you know, they're like, they think they can just come in and do what they want to do. Oh, no, you got to have authority over the devil. 
you see. We were talking about this earlier and, and experiencing. We were talking, I think, you know, uh, about going into prisons and ministering in prisons. And if you've never, or in any environment where, where the enemy, I mean, is, is a stronghold in those environments, even in homes. Betty and I have been in homes and dealing with people. And you see all kinds of demonic activity. What do you do? I mean, you know, you have an opportunity right then and there to understand, know who you are in Christ and walk in your authority. Or listen, don't go. I'm telling you right now because you don't know what you're doing. And you get in there and, and all of a sudden fear just grips your heart. The enemy knows it, puts you on the run. I'm telling you. So you need to know who you are. But I tell you many times, Oh, man, many times. And when you're dealing with the enemy, because he'll try you to really see what you know. Right. So here's the thought. So what happens? What do you do? You know, what happens is, is these scriptures that we're giving you today, the word of God that we're giving you today, you, you build yourself up. You understand who you are in Christ Jesus and what belongs to you. What happens is by doing that, it builds up faith on the inside of you. And then what happens when the enemy sticks his ugly head up, you just speak the word only. You put, listen, you take authority over the devil, you see, and put him in his place. But if you don't have the knowledge, in other words, I'm saying as, you know, we have some, but there's more. We've never had all, but the more you study along these lines, the more you begin to study about your authority and who you are in Christ. And when the enemy tries to stick his ugly head up, you go, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -mm. I know that Jesus defeated you, you see, and Jesus is in me, and greater is he, listen, in the spirit of God is in me, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Listen, in the world. You see what I'm saying? Mr. Janet, go ahead. I mean, we've been in situations, but and I would tell you, you go in situations and, man, the enemy and deep demonic activities and almost something like hair, standing up, goosebumps and all that stuff. Standing up, you go, oh, but you know what? You go, no, greater is he that's in me yeah. than he that is in the world. Satan, you're under my feet. And I know it. I know it. And you take authority in Jesus' name and you cast them out. Yeah, and, and what's, so, what's so important, too, is to understand, as Betty is saying, and, and just to add a little bit more to this, that when he comes to try you, understand what he's coming to try in you right. is the word. the word. So you see, because you begin to understand that, and I'll say this again, he doesn't care about you. He's concerned about you getting knowledge from the word, and the word has power. And what he wants to do is he comes for the word's sake. And, and, and this is so important for you to understand that. And that's why you have to get the word in you and know who you are in Christ. And you need to be taught the word. That's why going to a church that teaches the word, teaches the Bible, is so important. Because you know how to stand up against the enemy. Are you with me? Okay, and so I, I'm just telling you that we have the authority. I know, you know, at times just because something happens or, or situations come up, you know, that, as Betty said, that's just to distract you or cause you to be enamored by what's going on. But no, you don't have to give in to the enemy. The enemy, you know, he's a liar and, and he's a thief. And this whole idea is to come to trick you and try to stop you, you see, from moving forward in Christ. But you don't have to give in, and you don't give in when you understand who you are 
and you receive wisdom. Remember, we talked about that at first, and knowledge and understanding from the word. And you put the word to work. Say, put the word to work. You see, and that's what we're talking about every time, I'm telling you. And so it's important. But let's finish this up, and then I'm going to let you go and because we've kept you long enough. But I just wanted to share a few things with you that I, I believe that you would be, you'd just be blessed by it, and it'll minister truth to you. And I know, I, I mean, I just, I just love the word. How about you? Amen? Just love the word. All right, so let's go on. Let's finish this up, and then we'll, we'll move forward. I want you to go ahead and, and look at Matthew 28, 18. Two more verses, then we're going to shut it down. And Luke 10, 19. Luke 10, 19, and Matthew 28, 18. All right, so here's what we see first of all. Because, see, we have authority when? Right now. Everybody say, I have authority now. And what happens a lot of times is when we're dealing with things and who we are in Christ, we always relegate, a lot of times at the body of Christ, we'll relegate things to the future. Do you know how things will be in the future? But really, we have it right now. You see, we've been given that authority, and the enemy is under our feet right now. Not, he's not going to be under our feet in the future. He is right now. And so you begin to understand, say, what, well, give me some scripture. I'm glad you asked. Luke 10, 19. Let's look at that, okay? Someone read that for us, uh, Luke 10, 19, please. Luke 10, 19. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. So now we see here, first of all, what does it say? That all power, notice this, behold, I give unto you, what does it say? Power to tread on serpents and scorpions. You see that? And what it says, over all the power of the enemy and nothing Listen, nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Isn't that good? Now, Matthew 28, 18. This is where we're going to finish up. Because I want to show you that we have authority right now. 10, Luke 10, 19 says, I give unto you power when? Everybody say right now. Right. You have power right now, don't you? Well, let's get another verse then. Matthew 28, 18. What does that say? Someone read that for us. Mm-hmm. All right. All authority has been given unto me. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And what did he do with that power? Gave it to us, the body of Christ. So Jesus, right here in Matthew 28, 18, says, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth, and all authority, listen, as it says in our books here on page 27, and all authority that can be exercised upon the earth that he has ex has to be exercised through the church. We have such a major role as the church, the body of Christ, that we must stand up and exercise our authority over the devil. I'm telling you, and when we do that, we understand who we are in Christ, and we begin to understand and, uh, and to discover that we have been given authority. And so what we want to talk about uh, as we continue to go on is is. You know, we have authority over the enemy, and what God's word says is true. How do we get built up in the word? Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So it's important that we get a hold of the word, we get it down on the inside of us, and there's scriptures in here, and this is just a revelation, a revelation that I love that, that 
the Father gave to Brother Hagin and, and, and others understanding who they are in Christ. What is our authority? That we've been seated with Christ. Understand who you are and your source of authority. We're going to discover so much more exercising our authority. How do I, now that I know I have authority, how do I exercise it? How do I use it? And that's what we want to talk about next week. Okay? Next week. So let's pray and uh, praise God. He is so good. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for tonight. We love you. We honor you. We praise you.